CCP virus variant affects vaccinated people more than unvaccinated people, according to a study. This is published on April 12th in the uh, Epoch Times or Epoch Times. How do you say that word? A study from Tel Aviv University found that a South African variant, this is the one everyone's scared of, affects people vaccinated with the Pfizer shot more than unvaccinated people. The study, which has not yet been peer-reviewed, indicated that the B1351 variant of the virus was found eight times more in individuals who were vaccinated, which is 5.4% versus 0.7% against those who were not vaccinated. This is according to some Israeli healthcare provider. There's a quote in here from one of the doctors that says, quote, we found a disproportionately higher rate of the South African variant among people vaccinated with a second dose compared to the unvaccinated group, said Adi Stern of Tel Aviv University. This means that the South African variant is able, to some extent, to break through the vaccine's protection. Okay, so uh, (laughs) people who are vaccinated are getting the South African variant at a rate that is eight times more than those people who are just not vaccinated. This is according to the Jews, Tel Aviv University. A lot to unpack here. There's a lot to unpack here because, you know, you could take this information, you can interpret it in a lot of different ways. If I'm Steve Cunningham at Census Fidelium, I'm immediately talking about pathogenic priming. I'm going to sit here and tell you that, well, if you took the mRNA vaccine, you pathogenically primed your body, you changed your RNA, you created the spike protein so that when you're introduced to the virus in its natural environment, in nature, your entire body is going to flip out and shut down. That's not what we're seeing because these people even, it, it doesn't, the article doesn't even touch mortality rates. It doesn't even say, oh, they're getting the South African variant and they're dying. It doesn't say that. Okay, we're not talking about mortality rates. So we're not yet at the phase of pathogenic priming being a thing worth us talking about with respect to this particular example. No, that's not what's happening. Consider the source. You got the Neocon newspaper, Epoch Times. You got Tel Aviv University telling us This vaccine isn't working. I guess the new strains, there's all these new strains. We need to continue to find new and better vaccines. Quote, these preliminary findings necessitates close close continued attention to the dissemination of this strain in Israel, emphasizing the need for epidemiological monitoring and systemic sequencing in order to contain further spread of the South African variant in Israel. End quote. Here's another quote from this article from one of the doctors. Quote, this means that the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, though highly protective, probably does not provide the same level of protection against the South African variants of the coronavirus, the study said. This coming from the same nation that rolled out the vaccine passport. They were first to do that. Lots of people are going to copycat them. Supposedly... Usurper-in-chief, so-called fake Catholic President Joe Biden, says he's not for a national vaccine passport. Of course, he's just pulling a Trump. 
Why do I say he's pulling a Trump? Well, because he can sit there and say, I'm not for lockdowns like Trump did, and yet allow the entire country to lock down. I'm not for vaccine passports, Biden says, but effectively, those passports are coming to all 50 states in the union. Even the so-called Republican governors, like DeSantis in Florida, Abbott in Texas, Parsons in Missouri, the Idaho governor, they have all said we're not for vaccine passports in our states. But if you read the fine print of what all four of those men have said, they're just not personally going to issue a vaccine passport. They're not going to issue a state-level passport. Their states are not going to be in the business of issuing those passports. That doesn't mean that they're going to ban the use of those passports in their jurisdictions, which is what they ought to do. None of those men have said that. Especially in Texas, people are celebrating the Texas thing, like Abbott is some kind of steel-spined conservative. Everyone was clapping and cheering when he said, Texas is open for business. Well, it never should have been closed, Your Excellency. It never should have been closed. And I say that from one of the states that never locked down. I'm very lucky. I never had a mask mandate where I live. I never had a lockdown. Maybe the little Fauci sitting in, in uh, county-level politics or city-level politics enacted a lockdown in his little fiefdom. But my state governor never shut us down, and we didn't have problems that you had in Texas. So to all of you people who were celebrating and applauding guys like Greg Abbott for opening back up his state, that's like, that's like applauding a tyrant who occasionally has a moment of sobriety, a fleeting moment of declining to impose tyranny on his people. It's like the hammer stopped hammering my head and I, my, suddenly my migraine went away and I feel much better. Yeah, you feel like you should have felt the whole time. I digress back into the whole uh, Judeo vaccine passport, Tel Aviv. So it's not pathogenic priming that we're witnessing quite yet because what we would see with pathogenic priming is the, immunal, the immune systems having basically these kinetic storms and people dying once they're exposed to the virus that they've been vaccinated against in mass. So we're not seeing that. So what are we seeing? So we're seeing Tel Aviv in concert with the boomer newspaper, Epic Times, Epoch Times. We're seeing the Judeo-Republican cabal priming us to believe that there is some version of COVID-1984 out there that really is going to get us all. If you're one of the last holdouts and you're listening to this podcast and you're not vaccinated, you don't wear a mask, you see through the pandemic, scamdemic, here they are trying to convince you that there is a version of this reality that you should finally get scared about, that you should finally stay home and stay scared. This South African variant, it only accounts for less than 1% of all COVID-1984 cases in Israel, but that could change. It could be much, much worse. The novel coronavirus, as they say, the novel coronavirus, because they've been trying to vaccinate against the coronavirus for 25 years and haven't been able to do it. Now suddenly warp speed comes along and now we can do it. Yeah, right. We're supposed to believe that this South African variant, which again, look at the reporting here. Nobody's talking about death rates. The World Health Organization prior to COVID-1984 had systematically 
defined a pandemic as being not only something that jumps across nations, so it's got to be multiple nations involved, but it needs to have a mortality rate of at least 8%. Something like Ebola, yeah, that kills 8% of people who get it or more. Something like the common cold, the flu, or COVID-1984, kills less than 1%. Less than 1%. So what did they do? They just changed the definition of the word pandemic. They deleted that caveat that it needed to be 8% fatality rate in order for it to be called a pandemic. And here we have the Judeo-GOP alliance trying to scare the boomer and up crowd that subscribes to this newspaper into believing that there's some variant of COVID-1984 that's finally going to break through. It's going to pierce right through those vaccines. This Pfizer vaccine, it's a good vaccine, it says. A very good vaccine. Except that it doesn't prevent the South African variant. Do you see what they're getting at here? Relate this to the COVID-1984 theology. We're in the Easter season right now. We as Catholics, we have an Easter obligation. We have an annual obligation during Easter to go to confession and to receive our Lord in the Eucharist. Sometime during the Easter season, that's called our Easter obligation. At least once a year. Do you know what your Easter obligation is in the COVID religion? In the COVID religion, your Easter obligation is to stay home during Easter. And the other caveats to that are you will receive a vaccine at least once a year. But ideally, if you want to keep your your COVID spiritual health in top shape, you, you go at least monthly, right? Just like how we go to confession at least monthly. Confession, baptism, those things are mocked by this COVID-1984 vaccine. And they are continually telling you that the spread of sin, South African variant, you don't want to get that stain of the South African variant on your soul. So you need to be baptized. You need to be baptized and have the COVID-1984 vaccine. And then, because your soul will get dirty after baptism, you need to go to regular confession And so at least once a year, you need a booster shot. And these geniuses at Tel Aviv University who are using scare tactics, the South African variant, they dress it up in fancy rhetorical fashion. They call it the CCP virus. (laughs) The Chinese Communist Party virus. (laughs) And yet they don't even give you the mathematics. How deadly is the South African variant? Does anybody know? I'm going to type it in while we're talking. I have to type it in because the Epic Times won't even answer the question. We don't actually know what the death rates are. Checking an article on BBC, the only thing we know about the South African variant of the novel coronavirus is that it's in a bunch of countries. There are a bunch of cases, but nobody will even report not one single death. Can't find it. Can't find it in the UK. Can't find it in Austria, Norway, Japan. Can't find it in Israel. This is supposedly the dominant virus variant in the eastern and western Cape provinces of South Africa. Can't find the mortality rates. They think we are so stupid. They think we are so simple. We are so dumb. We can't think for ourselves. They think if they tell you there's a new variant and it's spreading, 
that that is enough to justify the continuation of the globalist cabal agenda. Again, I tell you, they don't care if it's Trump or Biden. They don't care if it's right or left. These people are willing to make tactical alliances with the GOP boomer mag epic times if it advances the globalist agenda. Nobody's dying from this thing. If they were dying, they would be frantically reporting it. They would be frantically reporting it. Nobody's dying from it. The people that are dying, however, in lockdown, are the people that are dying from all the side effects of an unjustified lockdown. The stressors of being locked down. Depression. Alcoholism. Domestic violence. Obesity. Poverty. Inability to provide for your family. Suicide. Nobody's talking about these things. There was an article chastising the United States Marine Corps because only 40% or sorry, up to 40% of Marines are declining the vaccine right now. So 60% are voluntarily taking it. 40% are saying, no, I'm going to wait. You put the death rates, so-called, so-called, side by side between COVID-1984 and the Marine Corps and just suicide. I think suicide wins by a five-fold margin. We have an epidemic of suicide in the United States Marine Corps nobody's talking about, but everybody's talking about COVID-1984 vaccine, masking up, social distancing. Can we even fight wars in the future? It's pretty pathetic. When you read an article and they quote to you the University of Tel Aviv and it's in a so-called trusted outlet like the Epoch Times and they use rhetoric that is supposed to dog whistle to you that they're on your side like the CCP virus. At this point, ladies and gentlemen, we should just assume that we're being lied to. We should assume that there is a PSYOP underway and that they are trying to control our brains because that's exactly what they're doing. So ignore the bad news. You know, I, got a fr- I, I've, I took a hard position against Exodus 90. I did. I did. I thought it was kind of lame. First of all, I think it's just kind of weak. Second of all, I think it destroys the liturgical year. If you live the year liturgically, there's well more than 90 days of fasting in a liturgical year. If you include Lent, Advent, St. Michael's Lent, Rogation Days, Ember Days, First Fridays, First Saturdays, if you wear the scapular, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, no meat. I mean, there are a lot of, lot of devotions that the traditional Catholic man used to keep. So I looked at Exodus 90 and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of lame. It starts during Christmas tide. You shouldn't be fasting during Christmas tide. My goodness. But you know, the one useful thing about Exodus 90 that I've noticed, I've got a bunch of friends who did it and I've done it for years and whatever. It's the news fast. Fasting from news. I think that this is a very useful thing to do psychologically because they are waging psychological war on us. We are, they're on a war for our minds. We're in an information war. And the relentless onslaught of carefully curated news designed to control your mind. That relentless onslaught is a communist method. It is a tactic of the communists to bombard you 
with carefully curated news of a specific variety and slant to make you question the reality that you thought you knew, to break down your mind. It's how mind control works. It's how re-education works. It's how communism gets implemented. The Epic Times here came out of nowhere. Nobody knows. I don't know anything about it. I don't know who owns it, who launched it. All I'm being told in the ads that I've seen for it is that it's the conservative answer to liberal fake news. Well, that should be your first hesitation. No? Shouldn't that be a hesitation? Who's running your news board? Why are you quoting a Jewish university? Why are you propping up an Israeli lockdown police state? Why are you running a news story dedicated to a strain of a virus divorced from any meaningful statistics like how communicable is it and how many people does it kill? How sick will it make you? What are the long-term side effects to actually just getting that virus? So clearly there are no journalistic standards at play here. There's no statistical analysis. The only thing that is at play is scare tactics designed to enter your consciousness via your emotions and hope to corrupt your imagination and your cogitative power, which is exactly what brainwashing does via the emotions. And so I have friends who have done Exodus 90. They've done a total news fast. And they're not listening to RTF podcasts, and they're not listening to CNN, and they're not listening to NPR. They're listening to nothing. And to be honest, I think that's the way to go. I mean, look, if you want to keep your RTF podcast, fine, but why would we subject ourselves to the fake news, even of the so-called right? Why would we do that? Because people are clearly setting themselves up in order to destroy us. They're all working for the same agenda. Everybody wants a lockdown. Everybody wants a vaccine. Why? Why is everyone pushing this? I think the answer is really despicable. I think if you really break down the answer of the why behind the COVID religion, it's about as bad as any of us can imagine. It has everything to do with the implementation of global communism, population control, and the worst instincts that you can imagine in, in, in fallen human nature. But the real realization, the real scales coming off of your eyes, the real pain, the real horror, the real suffering that we all have to go through is to realize that there's no difference between the right and the left. The right versus left dichotomy that they want us engaged in, they want us thinking about Republicans versus Democrats, red versus blue, big government versus limited government. Yeah, right. Which Republican ever shrunk government? And don't say Ronald Reagan. Don't say it. I've looked at the numbers. You can even go to the so-called libertarian think tank. You can look at the Heritage Foundation. You can look at all the numbers. Reagan didn't shrink government. He grew it. He grew it. The only thing he shrank was the rate of growth. It didn't grow quite as fast underneath Reagan. No Republican has ever shrunk government. These people don't care. Trump didn't shrink government. He spent more than all prior presidents combined, practically. He left us with a deficit that makes our currency into monopoly money. Speaking of the CCP, they're going to co-op that. They're launching a digital currency specifically designed to destroy the American petrodollar. And the fact that the American dollar is a reserve currency around the world, they want to undo that. And they can. 
They have every right to do that. They have every tool to do that because we are way out over our skis. So the biggest horror, the suffering that we've all experienced, if 2020 taught us anything, it is that there is no distinction between right and left. There's no difference. They want us to believe that there is a difference as a distraction from the relentless march towards global communism, which we are now witnessing as part of the COVID religion. If you've suffered this far into the podcast, I would just ask you to ask yourself, ask yourself this question honestly. If Trump knew that they were going to steal the election, if he knew that the odds were stacked against him, if he foresaw that there was going to be ballot stuffing, ballot harvesting, mail-in ballot frauds, if he were sitting in a war room looking at the returns coming in in real time, seeing the fraud, if they could see the packets of data crisscrossing the world onto secret servers in Germany, why didn't he do anything about it? Why didn't he stop them? Why didn't he do something drastic and spectacular? Why did he go along with it? Why did he allow them to get away with it? If you're the president of the United States and you have every tool of the power of the government at your disposal, including real-time information, real-time intelligence, real-time analysis, and you see that a massive crime is being committed across the land and you do nothing about it, how can anyone call you a patriot? Okay, fine. You don't want to ask yourself that question? Then ask yourself this question. Why did Trump become a vaccine salesman? Why was he pushing warp speed vaccines? Why does he now, even today, the 12th of April, 2021, claim to be the vaccine president? Why does he want credit for the development of these liquid poisons that are designed to kill us and sterilize us? It's sick, it's twisted, it's sinister. The only possible explanation, the only logical explanation is that there is no difference, there is no distinction between right and left, between Republican and Democrat, between red and blue. As one Frenchman put in his article that I read in a very controversial podcast, it turns out, called The Religion of Democracy, or The Temple of Democracy, excuse me, The Temple of Democracy. As he pointed out, they don't care for whom you vote so long as you vote. So long as you are willing to cast the ballot for somebody, participate in the building of the city of man, not the city of God. So long as you are willing to pull the lever for somebody, so long as you are mired in party politics in right versus left, so long as you believe that your vote actually matters and you're invested in the system that they tell you that you need to be invested in and you believe the veracity of the returns that they tell you actually happen. So long as all that happens, they don't care who you vote for. They don't care. So ditch the news. Take one good thing from Exodus 90, which again, I've been very critical of. I don't like E90. I think it's lame. But take one thing from E90, which is do the news fast. Heck, even give up RTF. That's fine if it's good for your soul. I don't want to be an impediment to you. You've got to purge your memory. You've got to reset it. 
You got to clear your head. Get off of Fox News. If you're watching Fox News, my goodness, please do me a favor. Put the remote away. Throw the TV out the window. Professor John Sr., first thing he would tell you to do in your house, throw the TV away. Please do yourself at least that favor. One of the famous priests from the 21st century used to say that if you had... Having a television in the living room was like inviting a Jew into your living room. That's an actual quote. I'm not making that up. He actually said that. Do you want any of these professors from the University of Tel Aviv in your living room? The ones that are using scare tactics against you? The ones that are convincing you that the South African variant of the virus is going to kill you? Even though they're not going to tell you how many people are being killed by that variant? They're just scaring you. They're telling you that the Pfizer vax, it's really good, it says. Pfizer vax is very effective, very good. I don't want those people in my living room. Throw the television away, shut the news off, take, a, take an electronic fast, celebrate Easter properly. And you know what? Let's do this. Let's stay away from all news media between now and Pentecost. For all of Easter tide, all the way through to Ascension Thursday, which is 40 days past Easter, and the 10 extra days that gets us to 50 Pentecost. Let's just forget the bad news because the bad news is designed to manipulate us. Thank you so much for listening. This is the RTF podcast. I'm doing these more regularly, voice only. It's a lot easier to produce. Don't have to use video. Still reconfiguring some things with the RTF studio. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to voice only for now. I'm going to do some stuff that's YouTube acceptable. Obviously, this one is not. Way too spicy for YouTube. If you like it, please consider becoming a patron. You can search for Restoring the Faith on Patreon.com. You can also support through Anchor.fm. If you just like the audio-only podcast, you want that to keep going, go to Anchor.fm and find out how you can become a monthly supporter if you don't like the Patreon platform, which a lot of people don't. I don't particularly like it either. It's just one of the things that we have that's easy to use. Subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends. The way that these things blow up is when people share them with their friends. Podcast I did where all I did was read How Few Catholics Will Be Saved by, by St. Leonard of Port Maurice. That one really blew up. It's about to hit 100,000 views on YouTube. I've only done that a couple times. It's a huge milestone. That one blew up because people shared it. And I know people shared it because I'm in a bunch of very large group texts and I saw people sharing it and I kind of smiled. I'm like, hey, people are sharing it. That's great. That one's a really good one to share. But if you do enjoy this type of content, please um, subscribe and share. Thanks for listening. God bless.